0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whoa, sweet man, Gabe. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure.
1: Welcome to another episode of Tag the rule This is your host, Mark Schindler, joined as always by my co-host, colleague, and good friend, Zach Milner. Before we get started today, if you have not already, be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your show. Um, that, that really helps us get more exposure uh, and more ability for this pod to get out there. And we always want to hear your feedback. Uh, Zach, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good.
0: A little tired today, but uh, I've enjoyed, enjoyed
1: the playoffs so far, and I'm
0: excited. I think we had a great podcast last week about Taylor Hendricks. We got some really nice feedback about the format of that. So uh, I'm sure as you're going to tell everyone, but we're going to go back into that format today.
1: Yeah, we are here to uh, to talk about Kaysen Wallace today, freshman guard out of University of Kentucky, uh, who I'm excited to dive into because he's been, uh, I don't want to say like, I don't know. I think what's so interesting about this class is Um, like the mid mid- lottery is like kind of where you see a lot of separation and how people are viewing players. And I think Kaysen is a is a pretty prime example of that, especially as we're gonna get into. Um, I guess the first thing that I would ask before we really dive super deep, how did you just feel about his season overall? Um, did you have like any big changes for how you felt about him throughout the year, or was he pretty steady for you?
0: I thought it was pretty steady for the most
1: part. I think early on in the year he shot extremely
0: well and I was sort of shocked by that, but I knew it was a small sample size early in the year and I wanted to see how that would last throughout the whole season. Ended up, the shot ended up falling off a bit um, where he ended up shooting just 34.6% on the season. Not great, not bad though. Um... But I think that's like the one thing that I wanted to keep an eye on most because I always I, I felt confident in his defense. We'll talk about that later. I felt confident that, that was going to be a positive this year. Um, I had questions about the offense overall, but seeing the shot look as good as it did early on made me pretty optimistic. And then it sort of just faded out throughout the season. But overall, I thought
1: it was a, a steady year for the most part. Yeah, no, I agree. I felt that exactly like you said, he started out a little bit high from three. It's not that he ever like just totally fell off, but it just it, it came back down to normal a little bit. Yeah, well, one uh, thing I actually wanted to add also is he did get uh
0: he was dealing with some injuries, like he, he played through it, but he was dealing with some stuff throughout the year which might have uh played a factor in some of his inefficiency stuff, like in the later half of the season or so. But this it's just worth noting.
1: Yeah, what what was it ankle against Vanderbilt? And I know he dealt with something, you know, a little bit earlier than that as well. So Something in those lines, but yeah. Yeah, no, he also
0: has some some backs, like, like
1: back spasms and stuff, I think in like January or February, I want to say it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but I th- also think like that it does kind of stand out how well he still played um, in the back half of the year for them. Like he had a uh, – what's the way to put it? Not that he wasn't consistent, but I think like he had a lot of efficient games and a lot of not efficient games, and it didn't really feel like there was a ton of middle ground in it. Um which I think that speaks a little bit to Kentucky too, because they were a weird roster build this year. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Most I surprised. guess first and foremost, just to like get measurables out of the way, he's six foot three, uh, massive, massive wingspan for sure. Like he's probably a plus five or plus six. Like that sounds about right in my head.
0: I don't know if I have to say that much.
1: We'll we'll hopefully find out at the combine. Right? Yeah, we'll, I mean we'll, we'll find out at the combine. We'll that's how it looks soon. in watching. I could be wrong yeah. on that, but um. And I, I don't know, like, I, I mean, he has very good functional strength. Um, I don't really think I've, like, he's not super slight. He's pretty well built. I, I don't think that there's anything else to really add on his frame. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the uh, discussion slash talking point for us starts now, because that folds right into talking about his defense, which I think is the main selling point for Kaysen. And the the, the first thing that you talk about with him, um, I I guess the first question I want to ask, I want to ask this delicately. How good of a defender would you consider Kaysen at this point in time?
0: I think he's definitely an above average defender. Um, we'll talk about more. Where I, I do think some of the talk around his defense has been oversold a little bit. I still think, by no means, he's a, I think he's a really good defender still. I just don't think I can get to like projecting him as a some kind of elite defender just because some of the flaws that I will get into uh do you want to go into those now or do you want me just to, or do you want to talk about your uh what you think about him as a defender first
1: yeah no I mean I think as we tend to be we texted about this before we hopped on um I do think we're going to be like pretty in lockstep on this pod because i felt most of the same like I think that he does a lot of good things defensively but I tend to come way more with thinking he's more of an above average defender with room to really grow into becoming really good at the next level. But I think like with what he was this year in college, I generally just would say he was more good than great. And that's not a bad thing, but that's like you're a freshman playing in one of the best conferences in, in, in Division one basketball. But um, yeah, I think that I mean, there's a lot of things we can pick apart in his individual defense for sure.
0: Yeah. So what I want to talk about is
1: I actually still do think there is that path for
0: him to project him as an elite kind of stopper. Um, I just think that. So, so the main flaw. Yeah, that I he's have just not him, there yet. Is yeah. The, the main thing that I have with him right now um, is I think his perimeter defense, while it's good, I actually don't think he is that quick. So he's not as versatile as you'd want him to be when you have him against these smaller, like bursty guards. He struggles like you saw that against Kai Siegler at times or Noel or all these other smaller guards um, were able to get by him. And I think that when you get to the NBA level, you're going to be going up against a lot of bursty athletes as well. So I don't know how much I trust him to actually be able to stop those really quick guards in the NBA. Um, But I think one way where he can actually bother them is if he actually buys into um, using his physicality a lot more and getting up into their body and not letting them get comfortable. And I think that's, uh, I think that's his path
1: to being a stopper on the ball. Yeah. I think you brought up a great point. Cause the next question I had listed under defense was how versatile is he as a defender? Because I think that's where I would, ha- that's where I think my biggest things have been this year. Like I think when he, like you just mentioned, even with him playing as well as he did offensively in the K state game. And to be fair, like, Marquis Snowell was like special burst athlete this year. But when you're talking about somebody being like a of the elite of the elite defensively, it does stand out how much he struggled defending him at the point of attack. Um, and I think one thing that that kind of that I do think can get better with that is I don't think he's very good at using his wingspan right now, to be honest. Like, I think he's good once somebody gets into their shot at contesting, obviously, um, and he's shown, especially when he's playing up, I think he's really good at using his hands to be physical. But when he's playing against like size opponents, I think he's really not the best at using his arms to to defend as well. Like he just kind of tries to rely on using his lateral quickness and hips. And I would really like to see him get better at using his like, his wingspan to try and crowd guys more moving forward. Um, But that's like, again, that goes into speaking to more to who he is right now and, and what he can be in the future.
0: Yeah, I also do want to say that I – think his his hands are really good he has a lot of strips and all that kind of stuff so he does swipe at the ball with his hands and the length is a factor there and he has really good hands so he gets a lot of deflections and steals that way so i will give him credit there that's both on ball and off ball um but yeah i, I want him to embrace his physicality more not that he's not physical i just want him to embrace it more actually get up all the way in these smaller defenders do not let them get comfortable make them feel the pressure and i think that's his way to defend those bursty guys that he is not going to be able to stay in front of consistently. And I think that's the way to get under their skin a little bit. Yes, I agree with that. Um, So you brought up, um, you thought that he did a good job using his length more against bigger kind of players. How do you feel about him
1: um, with the bigger players? Like I was talking about versatility. So I think what's interesting about him is I almost feel like he's a not that I think he's like a, a generational off ball defender, but I do think like he's really good on rotations. And that's where I think you see his hands be the best when he can dig at the nail um, and do things like that. Um, so I, th- I like the idea of him being able to maybe play up on some wings who maybe aren't as great off the dribble um, and just letting him kind of muck things up from there. And then you can be like, okay, well, if they try and involve guards, then you can see him like become more of a switch defender eventually who can really uh attack guards who they do try and switch on and I think like to me there is some potential of him becoming that guy who is like extremely versatile and can play on a couple of different positions um but I think that speaks more to again like where he at- is right now like I just don't love having him on ones at least most ones I should say I think he's much more natural defending twos and threes right now um and I think that speaks to as well like it's not that he's bad at it but I think for the level of defender that I want that that the pathway is for him, or that that people envision for him, he's really not an awesome screen navigator right now. Like, yes, I, I was going
0: to I was going to bring up that I think aside from the, the versatility, the versatility, I think the screen navigation is probably um up there, even, maybe even more important. Um, I think the screen navigation is is pretty rough. You could see it both on and off ball, but like when he's been off the ball, I think. Uh, he had to chase Julian Strother times, did not go well. Adam Miller in the LSU game, did not go well. And then you see him on the ball. He he just dies on screens more than you'd like for someone who is billed as this. His selling point is his defense, and you would hope that he um, was much better in these areas now. Once again, I think we are being more harsh on him right now. While we still say he isn't above average defender, because he was as a good defender. He I still think he will be a positive, impactful defender at the next level. But when his selling point is the defense, I think it's good to to be harsh about it and actually dig into it a lot. So I I, I want to talk about the screen navigation. Do you think it's better on ball or off ball?
1: On screen navigation, mm-hmm. um, I think it's probably better on ball. I think because like, I don't know, it's tough because like he's um I, feel, I don't want to say that I don't, I'm not trying to accuse him of ball watching, but like I do think that he is like pretty actively looking to make plays on the interior. So I do think like he can kind of get hit by pin downs and stuff. And that's where you see some of the cracks in their defense um, for Kentucky as a whole. Um, would you agree with that or where are you at on that?
0: Yeah, I, I want to bring up a question off of that
1: for you then is,
0: OK, I think the talk about his off ball defense is really good. I think we both agree there. But you did say he is looking to make plays and that could leave him vulnerable to leaving it like to to losing a shooter here and there. Um not even just because he has to get around his screen, but he's so focused on the drive that's happening, his shooter relocates to the corner and he loses him that way as well. Is that something that you're worried about at all? Or
1: or not really? Uh I don't know if I'd say worried about, but I do think um Part of what is – so part of what makes it tougher is, like, when you're talking about him as this guy who, like, maybe you can project as being, like – like like I talked about earlier, like maybe you can put him on wings and have him um, really roam and muck things up off the ball and just let him be an irritant in that way. I think if you start talking about him getting – uh, like, and I think to be fair, like, I think he can improve as a screen navigator, but I'll be like, I, I don't think that that's something that's just going to be good right away, just based on what it was already. So I'm like, okay, if he, if teams just start like really going like, all right, let's attack him with flare screens or just like set some, some backpins or whatever in the corner to try and take advantage of how they're playing. I, I don't think that his recovery speed is like amazing. Um, when he's flying out to corners on closeouts, like, I think he has good closeout technique. But I think when you're talking about him defending up positions against guys who are going to have higher release points, if he's not like on top of them, I do think that you're opening up more stuff um, just because the windows are going to be smaller. I mean, the windows are going to be bigger when you have a uh, um, a guy who is a little bit smaller. So it's like, it just, it does make it tougher. Yeah.
0: So one more thing that I'll talk about on the negative side, then we should definitely go into the positive side because there is still a lot of positives on the mm-hmm. defense. Um, but going back to the defending up, like you brought up, My where I felt there is he had a lot of decent possessions defending of like he had a couple good ones against Anthony Black, did a good job against Kevin McCuller. I think he had a decent one against Chet Howard as well, using his body and not letting like he was able to absorb their contact with his strength, not let them get all the way to the basket. But then it's it's so weird because then you're watching that UCLA game and Jalen Clark is limited offensively but he was able to score over case and quite easily. And it makes you think like, okay, is this just a once in a season thing where just like an off game on defense, or is this something where like, okay, he goes on these not as threatening off the dribble wings, um, but they are still able to punish him because they have an extra couple of inches on him. And uh that's something that I, didn't want to ignore, but I also want to acknowledge that it was just one game where he did show good things against other people. But yeah, I, I don't really trust him guarding most ones. I think he'd be really good against twos um, where it's not too much screen navigation still. And then I still would still comfortable with him on those like not threatening threes. And, and even the threes that like the thing with uh, wings is they're not as going to be as bursty. So even if they are on the ball, if he's able to hold his ground on the ball, they could still be like off the dribble guys because they're not going to be as quick and he can use his strength and physicality that way. He just needs to be able to make sure he can hold his ground and try to get a hand up and not let them shoot over him so easily. So that's where I am. Um, and, and once again, is isn't to be too harsh. It's We are being critical, but that's like the main selling point behind him. But let's go on to the positive about his defense because he is a, still a really, really good off-ball defender, even though I did mention that uh, he does as a shooter, with a decent amount of screen navigation isn't great, but his instincts are, for the most part, really good. And he will, off a rebound in the backcourt, he will bait you when throwing that out pass. He will jump the passing lane, steal it in the backcourt, and get like an easy layup that way. You mentioned his digs from the, like helping on drives and all that kind of stuff. Does a pretty decent job tagging the roll guy and closing back out to the perimeter. There is a lot to like on the end. And I think my favorite part about him is just the effort that he gives on that end transition. He is. Saving points by always hustling back in transition and blocking shots. If there's a loose ball, you know he's going to be one of the first guys there. He just makes so many impactful plays on the defensive end.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you really hit all of it um, for me. Uh, like, and even like when we're talking about the defense, I think when we're looking at if you know he was if somebody did try and pull the ball out in isolation against him, it was a mistake for the most part. Like, I think he was really good at keeping like size players in front and keeping some of the bigger players in front. Um, and like, like, I mean, like we talked about, like his hands are so good. Cause even on, on some plays when, if there isn't a screen involved and he's starting to get beat, like he's so good at just using his hands to, to jut the ball loose and force deflections or turnovers in that way. Like there are, there were actually a ton of turnovers. that got charged to the wrong people this year because he was deflecting it and it wasn't super notable. Um, which I thought was funny. Like there, I I don't know. Like I think he's really good just with his reactivity. Like one of the things that's fun is if he's on, let's say like, he's just in the opposite slot and um, the the ball is just getting reversed from the other side over towards him. Like he's really good at impacting what looks like it's going to be a really easy pass and just making it more difficult. So I think what's so fun about him is that you kind of always have to be aware of what he's doing or where he's at because he can make a play. And I think that stands out a ton, especially with him off the ball. Yeah, I agree. And one more
0: thing I want to bring up is, is you, you talk about the strips and I talk about the hands, like the hand-eye coordination. Very, very impressive for with that. yeah. Um, That's something that's really, really good. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on on defense? I have one more thing. Um, very small, but is there anything else you want to dive into deep there now?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. I I do want to say, like, his rebounding numbers aren't, like, insane, but I think he's a pretty good rebounder for his size. Like, I don't think that he does a bad job of um, boxing out his man or flying in for when he has opportunities to get the ball. So, I appreciate that. I always like guards who are active as rebounders.
0: Yeah. He's also, like, he's not, obviously, some secondary rim protection guy, but he does have some nice contests vertically, um, rotating to the rim and staying vertical, using his length to block shots. So, we'll give him credit there. But, yeah, one last thing is – as we talked about where we don't feel that comfortable with him defending ones, if he gets switched onto one or he is on the one in a possession because they weren't able to match up in time out of transition, it's not the end of the world. It's not like he is someone who can't move and can't defend them. It's just probably not where he's at his best at. And I think that's something that it's, should be made clear is it's not that he can't defend these bursty guys. Um, it's just that's not his ideal position, and it's not where you're going to get the most out of him defensively. And I think that's important when you're looking about a team that drafts him and how they view him. Is you obviously want to use someone in their best situation. You want to put them in a position to succeed. You want to optimally use them. And having him defend the primary guy who is going to be a bursty guy like a John Moran, that's probably not going to be the best use of him.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's a great way to put it. It's like I, I think part of why we sounded so uh harsh is just like when you're talking about like i i mean there has been a lot of general consensus is like he's going to be an all-defense guy like that's what he he is and i think like that there is a pathway to that but also like i don't know we're just being honest and saying what it is right now because i do think like there have been guys who have come out much that i feel a lot better about with that than, than where i'm at with him right now
0: yeah i think that's fair so moving on to the offense though uh, where do you stand on the offensive side of things for him?
1: Uh, I think he's tough for me, and I think that's where I have more questions. And I think that's why I really wanted to harp on the defense first, because part of what makes it really tough with him is like when you're just talking about somebody who is like very much a combo guard, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean like when you're talking about somebody who is like, I mean, he's six three. He's a little bit undersized for a two guard, obviously has the length to make up for it. Um, but it does stand out. Like I, I think when you're talking about like if you're looking at a guy who is going to just have smaller margins by being a smaller player to a degree, like if we're talking about if if Casey Wallace is six five, like I hate saying stuff like that, but like if Casey Wallace is 6 five, we're just not having some a lot of the same discussions yeah. because the margins are bigger for him.
0: And like, if we could add two inches to every player, I'd be I'd be very happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be really happy. <laughs> exactly. Except then we're having all the same margins, or like, you know, it's like, okay, yes. well, now everybody's bigger. So just but you know, point being, it just when uh when your margins are decreased like that, it makes it you have to be that much better at things to really hit the higher outcomes. So I think for me with him, I really like a lot of aspects of his offensive game. But I think I'm generally like, there are some things that I think you're going, like, I don't view him as somebody who's just like an automatic plug and play player. Um, I think that he's a guy who, to me, if he's not running part of your offense or getting some actual usage, I don't think that that's great. Like, I don't know how awesome that is for him. And I think that'll parlay into talking about his shot. But, like, the biggest thing for me right now when I watch Kason, he is most comfortable when he can get into the mid range, play with pace and operate out of the middle of the floor like that's where he is at his best in, in the offense in my opinion and, and like it's it's always operating out of ball screens one of the things that was actually really fun looking up today because i wanted to ask myself all right how does case look when he gets trapped synergy is not perfect obviously but like it synergy does not have him as getting trapped or bliss once this year which i'm sure is incorrect to a degree but i think that stands out because like just in watching him if um like, he's not a guy that you're super worried about taking you just, like, bursting off the dribble in isolation or something, or just being able to blitz you without his ball screen. And to be fair, like, he doesn't really look to take people off the dribble without a ball screen. I think part of that is, like, he knows his game very well. Um, But I, I guess here's what I want to ask you. How much do you think some of his ability to get to, to some of his deficiency is a a strong word some of his ability to get into the paint being not like the best you think that's more about his handle or his burst so i think there's a lot of things involved here
0: that i actually want to talk about yeah um i tweeted it the other day but something to keep in mind when evaluating guards is also it matters what kind of big they're in the pick and roll with and it's tough for him when he has Shibway setting the screen all the time because teams are not scared at all of sheepway whether he's popping or rolling to the basket. They are perfectly fine with him shooting that mid-range shot. They're not too scared of him as a roller who's going to finish um, on the move as well. So they're able to focus more on Kaysen um, and the ball screen and containing him. And that does affect his ability to get into the paint. For sure. Um, So there is that, but on the other end of things, I do think the handle is, he's pretty rigid with the ball in his hands. He doesn't really have, it's it's very stiff and he doesn't create a lot of space with it. Um, There were a couple of really nice flashes, but it's more, I'm still on the skeptical side there. And the, the burst, I actually think the burst is fine for the most part, nothing great, nothing bad. But I think his third and fourth step in the half court, like I think he's able to find a decent, like, half a step on someone um right off the jump but then he's isn't able to maintain that advantage and they're able to catch back up to him and I think that's where um also goes into his uh inability to get into the paint as much as you want so I think all those three combined is part of it now you can project some NBA spacing will help and then you give him a better scoring threat whether they're going to pop more often who's going to take the big away from rim or be a vertical threat at the rim where they have to choose between the two if the guy sets a good screen. Um, So that might be able to help him out. But yeah, the the handle and not elite burst are two things that still held him back. I actually do think, though, his finishing is is quite good. Um, I think that is one of his better offensive skills. It's just the question is how often is he going to be able to get to the rim?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think you bring up a good point, too, because exactly like Oscar is – it, uh, that's a tough role, man, for guys to play with um, it, for at least I, I should say for Casey to play with for like the kind of player he is, because um, like you mentioned, I think I would so much like playing with a guy who can either be a slow roller that has touch that he can work with on pocket passes and stuff or a legit pick and pop big. I think those are like the two kind of players that you would really want to see Casey get to work with in a two man game. And they really didn't have that this year. Like Jacob Toppin was the closest that they had to that. And he was really playing more of the four than than the five. And it was like, you know, that Kentucky was just a weird team this year. But, um, yeah, I think you bring up a lot of great points. Um, he shot really well. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, I just want to go more. Into,
0: if you're, are you still talking about ball screens? Because I think there's a lot more to talk about. With oh, ball yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm today. still going into ball screens. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead then. Um I think part of what is really enticing about him with the ball ball screen operation is his pull-up two is legit. Like, it's not just, like, I shot decently but kind of inefficiently on this. Like, uh, I have the numbers written down. Uh, I do not have the numbers written down. Never mind. He shot 43% on pull-up twos this year, um, which that's pretty good. It's not, like, quite elite. That's, like, that's above average. It's solid, especially when you're considering – to me, like I really like his pull up too, because it's more of a counter than his first go-to for me. Like you can see a lot. Um, I almost clipped it today from one of the Vanderbilt games, but like you can see very much that he's using it to try and um to try and bait the defense a little bit, either into a shot fake or something, or um to, to like he's he's very actively like, all right, stop off off my move, scan the opposite side of the floor, see what's open. Uh, look to the roller and then I'll go to this last if I really need to. Or I'll I'll just operate out of it. And I think to me that's where I like some of the finishing stuff is really good because I like his footwork in the paint as a scorer and how he's able to attack from there. Um so I like that aspect of his game. Again, like the, the pacing aspect, I think it, it really would benefit him to be able to play in an offense where like it's spread out enough for him to kind of go slower like that. Um but point being the pull up two is a nice weapon the floater out of ball screens is still a work in progress i think there are good moments with it i think he was right around 33% yeah i have it i have it written down as 33% on the year um and but he still like took them a decent amount that's going to be i think to me with him hitting his highest levels as an offensive player a lot's going to depend on the floater for me cuz like he had dunks this year but he's still a relatively below the rim athlete um, even though like, he's really good with extensions and using his length around the rim. Um, I think like getting that floater, especially considering how much he likes operating out of change and change of pace and hesitations, that's going to be really key for him. Um, but I mean, that being said, the biggest thing is like, and I'll, I'll let you go in a sec, but like the biggest thing is the pull up three is going to be absolutely massive for him, um, with what it gets to.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Going back to the finishing for a second, one thing that he liked a lot um, was the scoop finishes this year. He's going to those a lot, whether that's because he wasn't able to get all the way to the basket, quick enough before the big got there and he had to try to get it over the contest. I mean, that's probably a little bit involved, but I think a few more things that he can improve on um, from him. And then on a the usage standpoint, I would like to see him um do a better job using screens and set them up like he doesn't use them as he doesn't come off them as tight as he could and doesn't set them up one way before going the other way I think he can do that to find better advantages um yeah I I agree when you're talking about the intermediate game I thought he had pretty solid uh pull-ups when he attacked the free throw line good good job there I think he did struggle against some other kind of coverages but against drop I thought he did a pretty solid job I think the Arkansas at Kentucky game was probably his best scoring performance out of the pick and roll this year. So mm-hmm. um, for anyone who hasn't watched that one, I want to check it out. That's probably his best one. Um, really impressive game there. One thing that I want to see with him is I'd like to see some higher, like team set screens for him higher, get him downhill a little more often. Maybe that will help him um, get into the paint. But what I wanted to talk to you. Oh, one more thing is I actually think, um, the second half of the season, he started to snake a lot more pick and rolls. Yes. And it just seemed like it was a concerted effort to do that. Um, so that was interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he's, he's definitely at his best when he can like really operate east and west and kind of get you on his hip and start going where he wants. And I really like that aspect from him.
0: Yeah. So, so one thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to other parts of the offense is how did you feel about the passing out of the pick and roll?
1: I think it's fine. Like, I don't. I think one of the things that's tough is again what kentucky's spacing was at times this year not just the spacing but like who he's working with i think he's really good at quickly hitting the interior reads so like okay if um if the big steps up he's really good at hitting um the the baseline cutter um or i mean like if if the big steps up he's good at hitting the lob uh if the corners uh ball watching he's really good at hitting the baseline cutter like i think he's good at doing the pretty basic pick and roll reads i don't think it's anything special um But I think it's like a lot's just going to hinge on how good his scoring can continue to be to draw a lot of those, uh, like drawing too. Like I think that's going to be how he operates for the most part. I do think the weakest part of his playmaking for me right now is in transition. He really tries to force a lot of passes in transition for me. Um, Like even if it's right idea stuff, I think a a lot of his turnovers have come out of just trying to do things too quickly Um, or maybe forcing it to somebody who like, hey, Oscar on the move with a second guy and help is, like, not a great move. I don't think that he often sees some of the cross-court stuff, which, again, like, harder passes. But I do think, like, when you're talking about that, that map that matters a lot. So, yeah, I don't know where you're at on it.
0: Yeah, I thought he was uh, – he made solid reads out of the pick-and-roll, just limited. He's, like, limited with what kind of reads he can make. I thought he did a really good job reading the roll man and firing a pass to the corner when the uh, – when the tag was there or when it wasn't he hit the roll man more comfortable going right and making the pass at the left side and going left and making the pass to the right side though which isn't to be um shocked by it's pretty common with guys who are right-handed anyways uh but that is something that, that stood out i don't think he-, he made that many advanced reads or manipulated the defenses but two of my favorite passes this year where one was the kansas at kentucky game where he he did it a couple times this year but um gets into the paint pretty much fakes high with like a pump fake or something gets the big to jump get their hands up and it opens up a little passing angle for a little dump off to the roller did a really good job there and then in the Auburn game um had a beautiful like wrap around pass around the big who was um trying to contain him and it was a perfect placement to the roll guy and they finished his I think they finished or they got fouled one of those two but I thought he had some very nice flashes there but I do think the reads that he were making on a consistent basis uh, was, was limited. But I'm I, not too worried there. I think my concern is more of uh, comes back to the handle and the burst, not being sure how comfortable I am with him being on the ball. But mm-hmm. if that does get a little bit better and then you set some higher screens for him and he improves on... A few bit of reads and i think he can needs to learn how to start punishing defenses that go under um but if he's able to do all that i definitely can see a, a path to him having some on-ball value but i'm on the skeptical side there i think more of his value comes off the ball which i am more optimistic on that end um before we move to the off-ball stuff though you already talked about you don't really uh see that much without pick and rolls um do you think there's anything else to talk about with him? Um, on the ball with whether it's out of isolation or in transition, or do you want to move to the off-ball stuff?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Of this like, I don't like. I I think maybe there's potential for him as an isolation player, but I feel like that's kind of a ways off. Just where his handles at, like mm-hmm. that. Like, I get the idea. Of like, oh, hey, he's a really solid mid-range scorer. Like, maybe he could become an isolation guy. I just don't think he's very good at breaking guys down one-on-one and he doesn't really try and do it very often either. Like it's, so I just, I'd not be very optimistic about that becoming a thing, but I would love to be wrong. Um, Speaking on, like you mentioned with, um, with, I mean, just talking about punishing unders, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, like, 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 like I mentioned a little bit earlier, what is pull-up three gets to? Because, he didn't take like tons of them this year. It was like one ish a game uh, shot 33% on them for synergy, which is solid. Um, but I think I'm just a little bit lower on that in general, moving forward. Um, like I think he has a good shot, especially off the catch. Like I really like what his shot can be off the catch, but his release isn't crazy high. He really needs to be set to be comfortable with it. And I, uh, He, um, it's just, it's not a very quick release either. Like, I mean, that's stuff that can improve with time. You can get better at, but I do just wonder like a lot of what this comes back to for me. I'm like, okay, well, what happens when just defenses are like, okay, well, we're just going to switch against you. Like what happens? Like, I I know you can look at the idea of, okay, well, if he's operating with a big and we end up switching onto a big, then, okay, they can take advantage of that from there. So there's that. But I, I don't know. Like, I do think that there are a lot of things where I look and I'm just – I am a little bit hesitant with it um, because one of my things right now, I'm like, how how comfortable are you with – like, like what off-ball actions do you really like that he could be a part of? Uh, to be fair, like, Kentucky did not run much with – Yeah, I was going to say, Synergy, year. like, it's really funny. And
0: it's, it's crazy to think about, but Synergy only has him registered – I think for one or two cuts, they haven't registered for two cuts all season, which is very interesting um, for him. I thought he did a, a decent job relocating um, on the perimeter, but in terms of looking for cuts, I don't think he looked for that at all. And I would, this is where I get into his game where I'm more optimistic about is I like his finishing I actually thought his off ball shooting was pretty solid. I actually think he got, he had a quick enough release off the ball. I know you said it's slow on the ball. I'm not sure if you think it's faster off the ball, but I thought he got into a shot, especially in the corners. I think the corner threes were very smooth. Um, He actually shot 45.5% on corner threes, 15 for 33. So ended up not being the largest sample size, but I I think he looked much more comfortable there. They even ran, um, they actually ran him off of DHOs or, handoffs out of like baseline out of bounds plays to get him into off movement threes. I think, I think those, uh, handoff threes are where he did some off ball stuff, but anyways, I would love to see him improve his cutting because if he's able to improve his cutting, that will be a better job of getting him into the paint and use his finishing at the basket. I think that's a, a much more realistic route for him to be able to leverage his finishing, uh, than him becoming some, threatening on ball guy at the next level not that he can't become better at the next level on ball but it's more likely that he's just going to be on the court with someone who's better with the ball in their hands so he's going to have to adjust and figure out how to play off the ball and i I think the spot up three i buy enough to where i'm cool there i thought that he did solid job relocating if he can just add some cutting uh i think you're going to still have a fine offensive
1: player yeah no i agree like i'm not I, maybe I sounded too harsh. Like I'm not really worried about him as an off-ball player. I just, like, I do – I think, like, he can obviously do stuff outside of that. But I just – like, I, I'm not very optimistic about him becoming a guy who can be a movement shooter. Like, I don't love his stuff. Like I mean, to be fair, they didn't really run him off screens or anything like that. They didn't do much of that in their offense at all, even for two of the better off-screen shooters in basketball. Um, But, like, I just am not – them. Like I, I think that he's going to be capable of being a good off-ball player. I just don't know about like how good is probably where I'm at. I agree on the cutting, though. Like I think that he is capable of that and had like he has a good feel for what to do with and without the ball. Um but yeah, I think again, when we're just talking about like becoming like the highest levels of combo guard possible, I do think that there are like some uh uh some drawbacks is is too far but like some some things that give me hold for him becoming like that level
0: yeah I agree so with him I think the case that I would make for him is as he has to adjust to more of an off-ball role to the next level because he's playing with someone who's just going to be better with the ball in their hands his shot is good enough I know it wasn't the most consistent this year like we talked about earlier Um, he actually was 30.9%, 30.9%, so 29 for 94 and above the break threes. That needs to be better. Shot well in the corners. We'll see how that goes. But I actually do buy the shot a decent enough, a decent amount to feel comfortable in projecting it. Um, adding that with improving his ability to attack closeouts and looking to cut more often, I think that's where you're going to get your value with him. And then he's still a good finisher in transition. So you get that finishing in transition, finishing on cuts, and those things. That's where you're going to get it. And then you still get that positive that he brings defensively. Uh, That's how you're going to get him to become a productive, solid rotation player in the NBA, I think.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I think my point more is, like, I believe in him becoming a pretty solid offensive player. I just, like, have questions about him becoming, like, the higher levels, which I, I think we're on the same boat with that. But, Yeah.
0: So moving on, how high would you feel comfortable drafting someone like him?
1: Uh let me pull up Tankathon, because this is one of the things I've been really trying to think about. Uh especially too like I think so often he and like Anthony Black are right by each other in um in mocks or just in general, and like I am Even if I get some of the questions about somebody like Anthony Black, I would just be so much more in on on him as a player because of his size and and still having a really good feel for the game. And I think he's a better defender than Kaysen right now, um, while having potential to be even better at the next level. So I think I would just rather bet on somebody like him. And then even when you're comparing him to somebody like, okay, Keontae or Nick Smith, I would rather bet on those guys too. Cause I believe in their scoring upside that much more will also like, I obviously have a lot more questions about Nick defensively, but, and I know Keontae fell off a little bit defensively as the season wore on, but point being like, I mean, we're going to have to do a pot of Keontae some point soon, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that I would just much rather bet on some of those higher potentials. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. So to me, like, I am like 10 to 14 is where I am at with him. I think he's a definite lottery guy. I would struggle to take him in the single digits, most likely.
0: Yeah, for me, I am pretty, I don't want to say 100% not top 10, but I'm pretty against top 10. I'll probably be in the 11 to 18 range, most likely back-end lotto, but I can see uh, once I'm done with my boards, having him just outside the lotto, uh, definitely top 20, but most likely not top 10. Um, so there, maybe a little bit lower than where you get, but... Not too much of a difference there. Let me ask you, we did Taylor Hendricks last week. We're doing Kaysen this week. Are you Taylor Hendricks over Kaysen? Are you Kaysen over Taylor Hendricks? Because you just, I'm trying to figure out where you are because you're saying, you said, what, like 10 to 14, pretty much is what you're saying. But if you're yep. saying you'd rather take Nick Smith and Keontae and Anthony Black and Hendricks for running out of players in the top 14, right? And <laughs> So are you, are you? where are you, Hendricks or Kaysen?
1: Uh Well, maybe 10 to 14 is like, well, I, I should probably say like, 10 to 16 is probably okay. the best way to put it. Okay. Um. But wait, sorry, what were you? Hendricks or this, Kaysen? Yes. I think it depends on the team. Okay. Um. Because I think they're kind of the same. Well, they're sort of the same idea of player, like somebody who can really bring a high defensive floor while potentially developing into quite a bit more on offense. Um. But I think it just is going to depend on the team. I think I would probably lean Taylor for more teams than Kaysen. So I guess I would go Taylor higher than Kaysen. But I could see myself saying like, oh, hey, like, this team is is drafting and they could really benefit from having somebody who can do things as a combo guard um in that spot like okay cool i'm with okay. it. Okay, yeah for like, i'd
0: say for me 95 percent of the teams maybe even like i'd probably just go taylor Hendricks. i buy his shot a little bit more than Kason, along with He just brings much more versatility on defense. I know we talked about some of our concerns with him on the offensive end as well, where I'm still skeptical on him providing much value outside of shooting there. Um, But yeah, I think he can do more on defense or impact the game in more ways uh, than Kaysen can on the defensive end. And I think that's pretty valuable with the size. Um, So yeah, I I would go Hendricks there. Yep. But moving to Kaysen, because we're talking about It might depend on team. Are there certain teams for Kaysen? Because we didn't talk about fit with Hendricks last week, and I think that's something that we should do going forward. Are there certain teams with Kaysen that you're like, oh, I I really, really like how he fits with them?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I think it's like I, especially when you're talking about like the area where I would draft him, I think that's where it gets a little bit dicier.
0: I'd say for now, forget about that because we haven't even had the lottery. Yeah, there might be some trades here and there. So I would say like, yeah, it's worth noting like who's going to be picking where, but I still think we're so far away that I would just bring up some teams uh, that you think and obviously leave out like the title contenders because they're probably not going to be trading up to where he's going to go. But I think anything else makes a little bit of sense. For sure.
1: Um, He could be really fun in New Orleans, I think. If that were to happen, I think that'd be a really fun fit just because like, they're not going to ask him to do too much on offense, in my opinion. Um, or I mean, like, not that he can't do some on offense, but I mean, like, they're not going to ask him to be a primary. Like, it's the same stuff we talked about with Suggs. Obviously, Suggs is a different player with way more capabilities on the ball. But, like, in terms of, like, okay, we're not asking him to be a one coming in. I think that's pretty clear cut and dry. So, I like that, especially with what he can do adding to that defensive group and – continuing to grow alongside of them, like, that's really fun and interesting, especially when you have all those wings who can really handle the ball. And I think sometimes having guys who could stop the ball wasn't really a problem for them. But like, I think with, as CJ McCollum and older, that's going to be interesting to see. So I love what that fit could be. Um, I think he could be interesting in Dallas, although I'm interested to see what because like, I don't know how much you want to not that starting Kyrie and, Kaysen is bad. Like, I think that's really interesting, but then I think I would becomes, assume we're not getting
0: Kaysen starting his rookie year. Maybe. Oh, well, yeah, no, right. not starting. I'm, happens,
1: I'm thinking right. like eventually, you know, okay, like okay. more like the idea of, okay, like that ends up being kind of a small backcourt. And even if you were like, then we're talking about, okay, well, how much do we want Kaysen to, when we talked about like, not really wanting Kaysen to be a one defender, I think then you're talking about like, okay, well then he's probably defending ones because they like having Kyrie chase guys off the ball. Um, so that makes it odd. Uh, I, well, okay. Let me, where are you? How about you? What fits do you like?
0: So this one, I'm sort of up in the air. I feel like up until, up until the last few months, I would have actually liked him with the Lakers a decent amount. Um, And that sort of like Caruso kind of role that they had with Caruso a few years ago, I thought that could have been really interesting, but I think what the Lakers have found so much success with over the last few months is having multiple other ball handlers take stuff off of LeBron pretty much. And they've had Schroeder do a really good job there. They've had D'Angelo Russell help out a lot there. They've had Austin Reeves help out a lot there. And I think that's been a big part of their success recently is they're not having to rely on LeBron being on the ball as much. Um, So yeah, if, if we were like, a year and a half, two years ago, where LeBron's on the ball all the time and you just have players playing off him like Caruso did, I actually think that would have been really interesting. Um, Now I'm actually a little bit more skeptical there, but I do think um, it still would be pretty interesting.
1: Other teams... um, I have someone I could bring up too. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I think I'm a lot more open to Toronto now after they picked up Jakob Pertl. Uh, just because, like, I love what he can do operating with a, with a ball screen creator and helping them grow. Like, we saw that be so beneficial for a bunch of guys playing in, in San Antonio. So I'm like, we went for just because, like, our, our good friend, Hupibara, who is always hanging out with us in playback, anytime he asked me if I like the idea of Case into Toronto, I was like, no. And now I think, like, after well, watching the last, like, 30 games, I feel a lot more, like, open to it, especially because, like, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen with Fred. And again, not that I think that he needs to come in and start right away, but more like I get the idea of it. I think that there's more of a framework there now that makes sense rather than, hey, we just have a bunch of guys who can do stuff great. So offense. let me ask you
0: this. Let yeah. me ask you this. Do you think Toronto makes sense for Kaysen or do you think Kaysen makes sense for Toronto? I think, probably. I think th-
1: that's a good point. It's probably more Kaysen makes sense for Toronto than Toronto makes sense for Kaysen. But I do think Kaysen makes more like, Toronto makes more sense for Kaysen now than it did before. Just not like, it's still not my favorite fit, but it's better.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's tough. I think my problem with Toronto's roster construction over the last few years is they're so set on going after the same kind, kind of guys over and over and over again. and leaves with the same holes every single year and going after Kaysen. I think he's going to be a solid player. I think he can fit in with what they want to do but it's more like they still are going to need to find this like on ball creator who you can trust more and more and sure I where they're going to be picking is probably not you're not going to have a surefire bet there so it's not like it's the easy thing to do but it's just going to be like they're going to have the same problems like I, I felt with their coloco pick last year I liked coloco as a prospect like relatively not some crazy kind of prospect or anything. And I thought like, oh yeah, he can help provide them some bench minutes as a backup big and they like to buy into their defense, but he was pretty much just strengthening their strength, which is not bad to be fair, but they weren't really addressing any of their weaknesses there, which I thought there were several players on the board that could have, that were better prospects while also addressing their weaknesses. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting topic of uh, where they want to go with their roster construction, but Um, to be to be fair, if you do feel like he's the best player available, I think you just go in.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, what else did I want to throw at the wall? Uh I think this one's tough because like I just don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to make of the Utah Jazz roster. (laughs) Like, I think like he's when when we're talking about like okay, he's at 16, like that's actually kind of interesting to me, especially for a team that I think, to me, they just need talent, and I want to see them upgrade defensively, too. Like, just get some opportunities to do that, because obviously love Lowry marketing. Oshai showed a lot of good stuff down the stretch of the season. Not that I think he's a building block by any stretch, like, but I do think he's a player to be interested by. Um, and obviously, Walker Kessler. So I think I look at that, and I'm like, okay, what if we add in someone who could continue to grow and be interesting? Obviously, they have Clarkson, and I, I'm not really sure what all is going to continue happening with Colin. I'm, I'm interested, because this will be a big year for him um but yeah like I think that kind of makes sense I don't know it's not like it's it's not perfect uh I will say though again like I don't want him to go to Washington that I just want to get that out of the way now please don't let him go to Washington don't let anybody go to Washington but um yeah
0: a few more teams quick give me a quick like or dislike uh miami
1: oh i was that was the other one i was about to say i love the idea of miami miami would be very fun for him uh because like getting to play alongside bam out of hell yeah and playing off jimmy butler hell yeah and uh simultaneously like adding to their strength will also ah i guess i don't want to say it depends what happens with gabe vincent in the offseason but like gabe's looked really good in the playoffs and i don't like if if you're pretty like i don't i need to look up if gabe is a free agent i think gabe's a free agent um or he's close to it regardless like that's gonna be in the wings especially with kyle you know phasing out sort of um i don't know how like i would still so much rather be like hey draft the fucking four because they don't have one um like that would be nice but yeah like i mean it would be it it would when we're talking about the 18th pick like yeah
0: so so gabe is uh hitting unattributed free agency so yes um another one they are crowded but like are just like okc
1: uh see that's tougher because like i think you could fit in okc but i feel like you're just kind of limiting some of his pathways like yeah it's just, it's, like, it's
0: it's crowded there so it's tough yeah. but let's say there were some movements to be made or like Who knows? Maybe they trade a couple of young guys to get a better player. They have to consolidate some of their players and then they have an open spot off the bench early on. Right.
1: Yeah. No, I I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it'd be fine.
0: Cool. So, yeah. So overall, uh, how, how optimistic, before we close this out, how optimistic are you, um, in projecting him getting to an elite stopper on defense or, having that on ball kind of upside that we sort of talked about on the skeptical side, but do you think there's a pathway there?
1: Uh, I think to me, I find it more likely that he becomes like a sub all-star on defense than like a complete all defense menace. Like, and that's not to say that he's going to be bad. Like I think he will be a very good defender. I just am probably like, not i'm not quite as sold him becoming an elite defender like just because i think that there have been like it's worth like i don't know it's really easy to get caught up and sold on what potential could look like for him instead of acknowledging that there are um there are like real rooms for real areas for him to grow yeah so, and i do yeah like and then it's i think because... i think that especially with him like i i probably and maybe higher on the offensive upside um, or not higher, but like, I think like he's, if he can really continue to grow his pick and roll scoring. And I think that he has done enough with it where I do think a team could be willing to invest in that. Um, like that is really interesting. Like, okay, let's say he becomes a pretty solid pull up three point shooter on volume and he continues to rep out some of that stuff and he's able to continue showcasing what he can do. Cause like you mentioned, like, all right, what if a team just starts setting you know screens out for him like 30, 28 30 feet because like i mean sometimes he's getting screens inside the three-point line for for kentucky at, during the year like yeah there's, there's definitely room to be more creative with how you're using him for sure yeah so i uh i don't know i think that i view him as somebody who could become a plus starter who maybe doesn't become like elite on either side of the ball but is very good on both sides
0: okay yeah i, I would say i am i think it's much more likely on defense than it is on offense i would agree with that yeah. uh the thing with him is where I think I differ more than or differ from others the most is while I do think he does have the skill set, I do think he's going to be an above average defender. I think his shot is good enough, so I do think he has a pretty like good chance to be some kind of role player. I do think that the floor isn't as high as some make it out to be, uh, just because. There are some questions with the shot or he still has some questions on the defensive end and when your main sale as a prospect is oh he's a great defender but you still have flaws on that end it, it, it's it is tough when you can't do stuff on the ball as well so i think that's why i'm a little bit lower on his on his floor and his ceiling than others but i do think the median outcome is probably I am more in line with others on the median outcome just to the extremes on the low end and the high end. I'm probably different, differ, uh the most there.
1: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, well, yeah, I think that about wraps this up for us. Did you have anything else you want to get into?
0: No, I, I think that's it. Uh, looking forward to, I, I really enjoyed these deep dives on players and looking forward to whatever one we decide next week.
1: Me as well. Well, to everyone listening, thank you for listening. Again, if you haven't already, be sure to go rate, review, and listen to the show. Uh, Follow us over on Playback, where we are always watching games, hanging out, especially with the W season coming up. We're going to be watching a lot of basketball. Um, We are probably going to be doing some more of the screen share stuff on Playback because we have that opportunity now. Um, So, yeah, be sure to come hang with us while all our, our Twitter handles and stuff are down below. And most importantly, have a rest of your day. Thank you for listening.